Hello and welcome to the Who's Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to be talking about the latest episode of Doctor Who, which is Knock Knock. But first, let's have some news. And there is actually some news to discuss this week. Yes. Yes, there is. There are a few things happening. Now, unfortunately, we have to sort of start with um, some sad news that so the actor Maury Watson, um, who played Sir Robert Muir in the two-part Fifth Doctor story, Black Orchid, has died at the age of 88. Um, a, a story which we actually did a commentary for many years ago, yes. wasn't it, actually? Yes, yes the... the... That, that wasn't what killed him. No, it wasn't. No, not, not even watching um, Adric attacking that buffet um, did it, actually, no. Um, yes, now he's been in so many um, things, but one thing when I was looking through his obituary here, um, that his television debut was in the BBC TV series The Quatermass Experiment. Yes. Much of, much, much of which, which is sort of now lost, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and I never knew that, actually, to be honest with you, but he's, he's, he's appeared in so many other um, sort of like say classic BBC or not BBC but just British TV um series such as Zed Cars, Dead Upstairs, Downstairs, uh what was it, thirty I think thirty minute theatre, the Wednesday play, all those sort of things that sort of we sort of grew up watching really. Um yeah. um The Professionals, I mean actually no name a British actor that wasn't in it like him who wasn't in the professionals really. So <laughs> if you if you wanted to sort of like a like a government minister, he was the sort of actor you got in, really, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, it was. Either, it was either a sort of, it was either Sir Somebody or other, wasn't he? From the government. Yes, indeed. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people might know him mainly from playing uh, the character of the Brigadier, not from Doctor Who, but in the Darling Buds of May, uh, which was back in 1991. Again, which I forgot he was he was in. Um, unless. You know, let's not forget this introduced the world to Catherine Zeta Jones, of course. That's why you never noticed him, wasn't it? Exactly. <laughs> so a long a long and uh, very varied career um he had there. So um sad news indeed, sad news indeed. Yes. Now, um on to other news. Now it appears that uh, Big Finish is sort of Moving from strength to strength with the, with their Torchwood series, because um, it's just been announced that they are going to do a new Torchwood series, and this is going to carry on from after Miracle Day. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good, yes. Now, it does appear, though, that they've relocated back to Cardiff, though. Right, yeah. Um, it says they've restarted Torchwood in Cardiff, home of the original Torchwood 3. Um, it says it's in a very different Cardiff. It's moved to London. Uh, something terrible has happened to the city. It has moved the to London. The Doctor yeah. experience is shut. Shut. <laughs> the Yanto Shrine's been shut down. <laughs> uh, um, with every day getting darker, and the world torches need to adopt a whole new approach. There we are. So um, torches. I don't know. <laughs> well, it does. Say, I mean, I, I mean, I've yet to listen to any, but it does appear to have gone down a storm. Yes. Um, yeah, since we, they got the right. We have got to get round to it, haven't we? We have, yeah. Um, I, th- I think we, we, we're sort of trying to still plough through the Doctor Who Big Finish um, titles, but I know, I know there's, there's plenty of other non-Doctor Who, but Who Connected is in the same universe material. Um, and I think uh, yeah. maybe we should uh, have, have a look at this at some point. Yes. Because it has been getting rave reviews, so um, I'll, I'll quite uh, look forward to that. So... Um, Apparently, this will be released in three box sets. The first being out in August, um, and the next will follow in October, and the next one will be in the new year to complete the series. 
so um a while, a while to go but um I'm, I'm glad they're sort of pursuing with this actually i'm, I'm sort of i always felt like torture was a little bit of a missed opportunity they never seemed to quite get it right did they no, well, they they did for one glorious for season. For one glorious season, exactly. Yeah, and after that, it was it was back to the usual up and down stuff yeah. again. So, well, um, they they just got they got too ambitious, didn't they? Was the problem after that? Yes, or, or or at least or at least basically got too involved, I think, with the American money side of it, and probably trying to appeal to that audience rather than. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I mean, we discuss this loads and loads of times anyway, but it seemed to forget what Torchwood was all about, and, and yes. that wasn't it, basically. No. It really wasn't. Um, I think Torchwood, it, it, I think it was it was destined to be set in Cardiff. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be around, it wasn't meant to be a globe-trotting series, it's meant to be, you know, a peculiar British series. So yeah. that's, that's my own particular view on it. Um, yeah, moving, moving the action to America... Um, as far as I was concerned, didn't do any favours at all. Yeah. So, yeah, and why and why series three was so good because it was particularly British, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, again, I mean, I'm sorry, it wasn't set in Cardiff. You know, it was set in sort of London as well, wasn't it? So, yeah. um, but it was still very much a British show. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we've we've discussed. I don't want to talk about Miracle Day any longer, actually. <laughs> It's a waste of our time. Um, now, next up, we the Doctor Who Series 10 Blu-ray DVD release. Now, um, it's going to be first available to buy in two parts, as it as seems to be the standard thing, um, as well as a um, a complete version being released later this year, which I'm assuming will, which will be in time for the Christmas uh, the Christmas market. Um, now, the available both parts one and two are available to pre-order now from Amazon. And on iTunes and on HMV. Do you remember, remember them? Bloody hell. Yes. Yeah, and now the first part. That which has been put down, you know. <laughs> Don't ruin the magic, boys. <laughs> but they let an anguished howl into that, into that record player. <laughs> um, now, the first part, which will cover episodes one to six, is going to be released on uh, May the 29th. And then part two, which will cover episodes seven to 12. Will be released on the seventeenth of July. Yes. So there we go. There we go. So um, and parts um, or both parts will include six exclusive art cards uh, themed to each episode. Hmm. Yeah. There we go. So um, now, as we we're going to sort of touch on briefly uh, when we get around to reviewing Knock Knock, um, the full series um, bonus material or the complete series DVD bonus material, I should say. Um, that will be announced in due course, but it will include the binaural sound edition of Knock Knock huh. on there. So um, maybe you will get to listen to it after all, <laughs> which we'll cover later. <laughs> yes. We'll cover later. Now, um, next up. Now, this, I'm not too sure how this works actually. BBC Worldwide and, and Skype um, have launched the Doctor Who bot. Now, um, Maybe wonder what you might be wondering. What the hell is a Doctor Who bot? And I was wondering the same thing when I first heard this. What the hell is this? Um, apparently, it's just like another. It's a bot you sort of add onto your um, contacts list in Skype, and allows you to play um, an interactive game um, via Skype. And it also features an, ex- it's an exclusive voiceover from Peter Capaldi, and it's been specially written by uh, Joseph Lidster, who wrote for Sarah Jane Adventures and Torchwood. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what this is supposed to do. It's a, it's a six-part um, Doctor Who adventure. 
and the doctor communicates with with, with the uh, the players directly and sets them challenges uh, that can only be solved by the best companions. It says here. Yeah, we go. There we go. Now (laughs) we've only just started to work out what binaural means. We don't need. I know exactly. Now we've got to figure out what what a bot is. Christ. Um, I just feel like we're being set homework now. (laughs) It does actually, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Someone's got to ask us questions on this later on, but (laughs) by Skype. (laughs) (laughs) Now um, this um, Skype bot directory is going to be available in quite a few locations, but I'll quickly run through them. Uh, it's US, uh, Canada, the UK, Australia, Republic of Ireland, New Zealand, India, Singapore, Italy, Spain, France, Netherlands, Austria, Sweden, Czech Republic, Estonia, Portugal, Russia, Mexico, and Brazil. So there we go. And I think this has already been launched, at, I believe. So um, get botting, everybody. So I'm going to say. Luxembourg misses out again, eh? Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, a new chat is released every Sunday. So that the um, the first sort of episode was released as we recalled yesterday. Right. Yeah. So that the first one was on yesterday. So um, every Sunday for the next five weeks, you're going to get another another episode. So um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to bother with that or not. Actually, probably not. I haven't got the time. I haven't got the time because um, next up in the news now um, this one. I'd completely forgotten about actually. Um, what I'd forgotten about was that um, Bob Baker, who co-created um, K9 with Dave Martin, he, he's as we know had an Australian TV series. He signed up. That's why we couldn't didn't have a lot of the original K9 and the Sarah Jane Adventures. Um, now I, you, we've all seen the redesigned K9, haven't we, for, for that uh, TV series? Yes. Um, it. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, what well, well, I completely forgot about that uh, they announced they were going to make a new movie called Timequake, where a canine faces off against another Bob Baker and Dave Martin creation, Omega. Hey. Yay, there we are. Now, um, at the weekend, a, a um, Doctor Who Appreciation Society convention, it was held in Sussex. There was a great. <laughs> this is a case of you pester me with tin kits, doesn't it? Yes, isn't it? Oh god, because they've redesigned K9 yet again. It was the grand unveiling of, of the new uh, of the new K9 K9 um, prop. Um, it doesn't look too dissimilar from the K9 prop that was used in the Australian K9 TV series, if I'm perfectly honest. And this has been doing the rounds over the weekend. Um, anyway, I didn't put this on the Facebook group because I think enough people put it up and I couldn't lie myself to do this, actually, because, um, <laughs> yeah, um, as I, I've i mentioned on, on, a, on a couple of people's posts on Facebook, and I said this before, actually, when they, when they released the K9 TV series in Australia, they turned K9 in, into Poochie from The Simpsons, basically. Um, yeah, I, I don't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure it appeals to kids, but there was nothing wrong with the original design, to be honest with you. So, not in my yeah. mind. Yeah, I so. can't see this one. Well, well, this this one isn't going to be that it's you. They, it'd be easier to use and more believable, is it really? So, yeah, exactly, exactly. Point? I know what was the point. Um, merchandise, <laughs> maybe, but I'm not. Oh, I suppose I don't know. Yeah. Or what is the point of this film? Um, I suppose it's just got more moving parts, maybe. I don't know. 
Well, apparently, doesn't he fly now as well? This new canine doesn't he sort of fly around and hover? And... Oh right, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> great. Okay. Um, now, this new design was created using okay, a three D. Done that with oh, the original okay, one. They just needed a zip wire. That was exactly. Is that a deal? We'll just chuck it across the set. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm sure they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we'll move over the thick pile carpet. <laughs> um, now, so the new design was created using a 3D printer, uh, using the film CGI model as a blueprint. So, um, I mean, also a bit, these 3D printers are very, very sophisticated, actually. So, um, I mean, I mean, as a model, it's, it's, it's nice, you know, um, but it, it's, to, to me, sorry, I'm it's old school. Not it's, it's not K9. It's not K9. No, it's not. Um, yeah, there we go. There we go. It's... I suppose it's um, well. It's not even recognisable as the old K9, to be honest. As far as I'm concerned, nah. No. That like it looks like a Dyson vacuum cleaner. That's what it looks like. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh dear. So we so we want lurch from one disappointment to another because it's now it's time for Omega Stats Corner. Okay, the overnight viewing figures for Knock Knock are in, and it got. 4.32 million viewers, which is a 24.9% um, of the total TV audience, which was up on last week's. Yes. Actually. Um, I don't know if last week's one was just due to the fact it was a bank holiday. Maybe. Yeah. People are out. I don't, I don't know. Um, haven't got the um, the final uh, viewing figures yet, because um, I think, we've again, we've recorded just too early uh, for them to be released. Um so actually, actually, no. Sorry, we're still waiting for the Thin Ice's um, yeah um, final but, figures. Sorry. Yeah. So <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what was the hell I was talking about then? Um, yeah. So obviously, not locks won't be released till next week. So we haven't got Thin Ice's uh, ones, but I did release Smiles um, onto our Facebook group. So I'll probably do that again rather than sort of talking about them next week or, or whenever. So yeah. um, so here we go. Um, so it's good to see it, the audience um, share went up again. That was good. And it was um, the best. BBC One show of the evening. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, it actually beat Pointless Celebrities for once, which had <laughs> 4.20 million. Which and actually Casualty... also got a bigger audience. So it just was there was more people in watching. I think there was, actually. And Casualty uh, got 4.02 million. Um, yeah. But obviously the, the big winner of the evening was Britain's Cot Talent, 9.35 million. As per usual. As per usual, as per usual. Uh, now, the AI for Knock Knock was 83. Yes. Which, again... Is good, actually. That that is very very good. The um, highest score uh, for that evening was Casualty, which got eighty five. It wasn't Dad's Army this time. No, no. There you go. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, it is. It's slightly odd, isn't it? How they go from one to another like that. Yeah, I I, I, I don't understand the uh, the British viewing public. To be honest, I really don't. I really don't. But um, but it's been fairly consistent though with Doctor Who. I know we're only sort of four episodes yeah. in, but um. You know, it's been, it's been fairly consistent. Um, I suppose you could say the audience figures have been fairly consistent. Yeah. As well, really. Um, obviously, it's, you know, it, it does go up significantly um, once the final figures are in. But um, for an overnight on a Saturday night, that's that's not yeah. too bad. That's no, not too bad at all. It's good. See see what Eurovision does next week to as it, as it is on before, I think, isn't it? So, yes, it is. It is. Whether, that on... gives, whether that gives it a boost. We'll oh, see. The case may be. We shall see. Um, because since Doctor Who's finished, I shall turn the television off. 
Because there's no way in hell I'm watching Eurovision. <laughs> it's an utterly bloody pointless waste of time. I don't care what what the kitsch value of of the of the thing is. It is crap, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last couple of years I've got into arguments with people on Twitter. I, I listen to the, the I've, I've caught the odd bit because my wife watches it. Um, <laughs> oh, there's, there's the story goes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. No, 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 no. Not to me. Oh no, she watches. No, Joe. Joe loves Eurovision, but um, I, I'm sort of watching it and I thought this person cannot sing. They're tone deaf, or they're out of off key or something. You see, but oh, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And I'm sorry, I have to call these people. I say, are oh, you watching the same thing as me? Because that was awful. And I thought that, some... Just turn over to Britain's Got Talent. Talent, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a choice. Good God. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the Eurovision fans are worse than Doctor Who fans for like, how dare you slag this off? Huh. You know, they'll get really, really protective of it. I mean, bring it on. I think it's quite funny winding them up. So <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Are, are, are they going to do it in binaural sound? That's what <laughs> I want to well, I don't know if it sounds like it's coming, pointing the microphones at the middle of your head. I want to drill a hole in the middle of your bloody <laughs> head come the end of that. Oh, so. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, anyway, that's enough about stats because now it's time for tat because we've got yet another visit to Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Now, um, this this item of tat, um, I, I sort of read it and read it and I'm still not entirely sure what this is supposed to be. Um... It's called a Doctor Who official block. Now, yeah. that tells me absolutely nothing. So I, I read on, and it says Nerds Block, in association with BBC Worldwide, is launching the, the Doctor Who official block. I'm still none the wiser. <laughs> so, so apparently it looks like to be something you, you subscribe to, and, and there's a sort of bi-monthly block that's released, which I'm assuming is like a, a, a box of tat. Yeah. That gets released. That's what um, it sort of sounds like, isn't it? Five to seven it, mystery items each month. Yeah. So um, now I don't know whether this is something that um, you are you're gonna you could end up with the same or the same or doubling up on items of tat, or there are like new, it's new mystery items each month. I'm not. <laughs> it, too, I'm not. I'm not it, too sure how it. It's just what they. It's just the stuff that isn't selling. They want to get rid of. Yeah, well, yeah, because the, um, the yeah, that, 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 that's what my sort of suspicious mind on that one sort of thinks. Yes, exactly, because there's there's um, the, the, in the first block, which is going to be released this month. There's a, a six point five inch or six six and a half foot, as you first read it, um, six point five inch tenth Doctor figure, um, inspired by the tenth Doctor's final episode from that well remembered bag of shite, the end of time part two. So. Um, yeah, I yeah, okay. Fondly remembered by who? I don't know, but but they called this the the Bato Deco Tenth Doctor vinyl figure. Yes. So it's one of those Titan um sort of um what what do they call them again? Oh, I, I don't know. The one of those things that look look, look, look flat squat cartoony looking things. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember what they're called. Funko Funko Pop things. What they look like. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be signing up because did you did you click on the link to the actual um, Doctor Official Block website? No, I didn't know. Where, where, where you can start your block, actually, um, the bi monthly for one block, just just for one one block bi monthly is forty nine ninety nine. That's in wow. dollars. Yeah, um, the most popular one apparently um, is three blocks. 
$47.99 by a monthly, uh, or you could do a one-off payment about $143.97, includes shipping, so you're saving 4% per block there. Um, or you could do six blocks at $45.99, again, still, still by monthly, and a one-time payment of $275.94, including shipping, which saves you 8% per block. Um, and it says all plans will renew automatically. And they ship to Hoovians. Oh, God. Um, in the United States, Canada, and the UK. So it looks like we, we can get it. Um, I shan't, I shan't be bothering. You know, it so. does auto-renew. How do you stop it auto-renewing? Do you have to send them an email titled Stop Pestering Me With Trinkets? <laughs> Maybe just send them a soundbite of Omega saying that, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, as the it's, have we have we reached the the nadir of merchandise now? Is is this? Is, I is think this... that's it. I think I think that's basically, yeah. You're paying over two hundred and fifty pounds for a mystery cardboard box full of pot- potentially crap. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. I don't think I'll be bothering, especially not if I'm, all I'm going to get is a is a <laughs> a battle deco tenth doctor. Figure six and a half inch or six and a half foot high. I, I don't really care which. To be honest, I don't want it. <laughs> but I'm but I'm sitting here now and I'm watching the clock count down on this. Oh, are oh, you? You got only got two days, seven hours, fifty minutes left, Paul. Make it's, up your minds quick. It's yeah, I know. It's 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 really it's really <laughs> tempting now. I'm, I'm starting to panic that I may not get it in time. <laughs> oh dear. Well, don't delay, Paul. Don't delay. As soon as we finish recording this podcast, get your order in. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, obviously. You, you, you'd hate to miss it. <laughs> okay, everybody. So that's it for news, stats, and tat. So for another week, then, that was the news. Right then, everybody, it's time to discuss this week's episode of Doctor Who. And, of course, we're going to be talking about Knock Knock. Are you looking for somewhere to live? That's your house? Sharing, yeah. Six of us. How do you get into the tower? You don't. What's that noise? There's some massive mystery going on. See you in The house is eating people. Okay then, uh, it, it's your turn to kick this review off, isn't it, Paul? Yes. Yes. So, what did you think of this one? Um, I really liked it actually. Yes. Yeah? Despite despite the fact I really don't like insects. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know whether that sort of added to it a bit as anyway, just the fact that. Yeah, you didn't have to be that scary to <laughs> actually make me. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I um, also enjoyed this a lot until the final third. Again, it, it it was kind of like a like another smile situation. Um, yeah, not, uh, yeah. Not... I was, I was, yeah. I, I, I'd say yeah. Cut, cut right, cutting straight to the end. Yeah, 
just well the end the end of the story this bit story anyway as opposed mm. to the end of the episode which was about another yeah. 10 minutes later um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it it would have been a much better story if they just all remained dead and i know you don't really want to there's there's a thought of are oh, you going to automatically stride away kill off any all of bill's that, friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> friends bill's got but well yeah that, that, that just seemed to be a bit Oh look, is everything's fine in the end, sort of thing. Mm. Well, if it, if it had ended just with them two dying and the place falling apart, then yeah, I could have accepted that. That would have been yeah. a much better story. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think that's the maybe one of the, the issues of trying to do a like a horror haunted house style story because for, for a family audience, for a family audience, yeah, exactly. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna do horror. Horror doesn't usually end on a um, on a happy note, does it? it, it no. It's a case of they you've got the the last one standing, and they're the ones who escape. Um, which in this case should have been the Doctor and Bill. Yes. Basically, so if you're going to follow those horror movie tropes or haunted house tropes, that that's what should happen. But by bringing them back to life again, it, it's yeah that that just that just defeat the whole objects of it. Really, of doing a horror story, you can't do a horror and then everything's okay in the end. If you're going to do that, you might as well make it. Oh, it was all a dream. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that, that's that's the only bit I I didn't like at all in this, and it, and it's a shame. It's a shame because it, it undid what I thought was quite um, a well written, well acted, well directed um, well lit. episode of Doctor and well lit exactly. Yes, I think that was yes. the thing that really got me first of all was the fact that yes, they didn't. They used the minimum lighting they could mm. in all scenes, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just certainly added to it. I, yeah, I, I mean, again, if you... Yeah, that sort of do... yellowy light, when there was actually in a lit room, it was a yellowy light rather than a bright light. Yeah, yeah everything was sort of dim, wasn't it? I know it's meant to be so the house was sort of... sort of in a time warp, as it were, because all, all the yeah. old, the power sockets and stuff like from the nineteen fifties. So, um, yeah, yeah, that that sort of lighting was probably quite. You sort of thought he hadn't updated anything in that house, including the light bulbs, since the nineteen fifties. Yeah, really. So, um, but that, that's what you want, though. You don't. If you're doing a haunted house story, you don't want rooms brightly lit, even when the lights are on. Yeah, you, you still got that feeling of something hiding in the shadows. And I think this really did get capture that. I think so. I think so. Um, good use of sound as well. Um, yes. You know, you, you you didn't see the um, the the uh, the insects right until sort of like sort of again like the final third. Um, what what do you think about the the insect or the dryads as the doctor called them? Because I I um, I found them to be another another issue. With them, actually, um, I think they'll probably been better unseen. Uh... Because only only reason I say that because there was no real explanation. I know we said before, like the previous episodes, that we didn't know, like last week's one, we didn't know why the why the big fish was there, how it got there, what was it, was it alien, was it prehistoric? We don't know, but so we it didn't matter. That wasn't the story. But I think in this this occasion, it was the story because that's they were keeping. Um, Eliza alive. Yes. But how? What did they do? How were he, was he able to control them? Or she was able to control them? Really? Was it was anything to do with the, with um, the landlord? Um, 
So if you show something, you've, re you've really sort of, and, and they're in, sort of integral to that part of the plot, you've got to explain what they do. And there wasn't, there was no real explanation about what they did. And they looked great as a, as a CGI thing. They, they did look great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they certainly worked for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a bit a case of, wasn't quite sure whether they were doing it because they was almost asked to do it or he was giving them the children to keep for them because they needed the children to keep for themselves to keep her alive or, well i think yeah. it, it seemed well, to keep her alive because it seemed to when when shireen got um eaten it gave her that, yeah, gave she, her she, energy she, yeah energy, yeah yeah um so and again the whole 20 years thing that was never explained why did this have to happen every 20 years well perhaps i mean perhaps it's like sort of once a woodcoat thing you, know? so <laughs> you, have to, you have to top it up every 20 years to <laughs> that's exactly what it says on the tin um <laughs> on, yeah it, 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 on, it on the rental lease yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I, no, I just thought that that aspect of it needed a little warranted, a little bit more explanation than 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 what it got, which was nothing basically. Because why why did these creatures, um, when he brought them into the, to the house to show, which we now know to be his mum, we'll come on to the twist um, later. Um, but why did it, or why did they, these four little insects, why did they turn her arm into woods? What would you know? How did they know she was ill? What what was this sort of symbiosis going on here? You know, yeah, I they do. Are, they, are, they were the advanced medical team for the insect world. Obviously, the they were. World. <laughs> oh, there was. I said the other week, but the bees are our friends. <laughs> <laughs> More to the point, which I realised afterwards, and I didn't actually realise when I was watching it, was the fact of if he was only a boy. Hmm. And he'd found them because he'd been sent out of the house. Mm, yeah. How did nobody else notice what was going on? Well, yeah, because... Until he was old been... enough to be able to keep people <laughs> well, there must, away. There must have been a family doctor looking into this. <laughs> I mean, what, he suddenly turned around and told everyone to go away. Yeah, mm, okay. Yeah, he was going to take... Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the thing. That whole aspect of it doesn't really work for me. No. It, it, it that that bit it, it didn't add up, but everything preceding that was brilliant, actually. Um, but I mean, to be honest, to be honest though, the story actually, I thought it has to be said. The way David Suchet went from the overbearing older landlord to the yeah. little boy, yeah, was brilliant. I thought. I thought it was. I thought so too. Um, and I mean, just, he's one of my... so it actually did make that scene believable. Like I say, it was only afterwards I suddenly thought, but how would the boy have been able to have got away with it while he was a boy? I can understand he gets away with it when he's an old, when he's older, and yeah, he keep people away. But yeah, but no, yeah, but just that was just unbelievable. That that really was. He was. He was all, great. All in the facial expressions, wasn't it? And the, oh, the God, tone yeah. of voice. Yeah, I mean that that bit where um, Harry says, "Well, how how do you how do you get into into the the tower?" And because he that's that point, he was very creepy, but a bit sort of a bit avuncular, sort of like a yeah. like a 
you know. Um, and it's that, that moment where Harry asked him, or how, how do you get into the tower then? And he just went, you don't. Yeah. And, the way, and the way he just turned around and snapped that line out, um, it just immediately, those two words showed a completely different side to his character. Yeah. Because before he's been a bit creepy, a bit mysterious, but he thought, he thought no, there's this really is something else going on here, and and that's what I like about David Suchet. There's, there's nothing, nothing was overdone. Like again, what, what you what you said earlier about um, switching from an old man to acting like a, a, a young boy, uh, it wasn't overdone. No, at all. But but you saw that you believed boy it. that was still desperate to keep his mother alive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What I did like about that is, you know, what, what, you know, who wouldn't want to keep the the, the person alive who brought them into this world? And the doctor said nothing. Yeah, um, your silence confirms or whatever it was. When yeah, it, what it was. Yeah, um, which I, which I, I, I just thought he was excellent, David Suchet. I really did. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I just was surprised he hasn't been asked to do this before, actually. Yeah, and apparently didn't he accept the role without actually even seeing the script? I think so. Yeah, that's that's I've read that as well actually. So uh, yeah, I I I loved him. I loved him. Um, what about the other leads in this as well? The like sort of Bill's gang, her housemates. Yeah, I thought that was all right. They, yeah, they they did what they needed to do, really, didn't they? Yeah, I um, I just sort of thinking maybe it might have been better to have introduce them in an earlier story because these sort of, yeah. sort of c- come out of nowhere really haven't they yeah. um and, it, and it's blown our theory out the water of um all the episodes may follow one another so because <laughs> this one certainly hasn't no. but um I mean, well yeah we'd sort of had that at the end of last week's one anyway hadn't we so they'd sort of yeah exactly exactly so that is well and truly blown out the water that theory but um yeah, I just begin to wonder whether we, we would have been good to have seen them all get together. If they'd have been, yeah, if they'd first. been introduced at some point. Yeah, and in then the have this episode. episode. Yeah, and yeah. then we'd had this episode, or if they'd have even come. Which actually, then, had you done that, you could have killed them. Well, I was about to say that because you, you sort of make the audience sort of care for them a bit more, sort of get yeah. to know them, and, and then kill them off. Yeah. To a bit more of an impact, um, but that's what I thought. Killing them off, then bringing them back again at the end, like a like pressing the reset button, basically, it, it just robbed the story of its power. Yeah, really. You know, it, it didn't mean anything. The death didn't mean anything. So, uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame they decided to do that. But I suppose that's what I mean because they last week they killed a kid. Yeah, they killed a, a poor little orphan boy. But he got sort of like dragged under the freezing Thames um, and then eaten by a gigantic fish. But this week, they sort of like, oh no, we'll save the five teenagers. So, yeah. I don't know if you you want to keep killing <laughs> killing your sort of young adults every week. I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose that's what it is. I mean, it may just be that they felt they just had to have one that had an ap- a happy ending for everybody. So. Yeah, we know what's sense. coming next, do we, really? So. No. <laughs> No, that might not be so good either. Um, no. In terms of that, yeah, I mean, and yeah, because you hardly—I mean, I like the little bit about them going around the different houses. Yeah, and that just would have been. I what, think, what did you make? What did you make we, of that? Because I sort of saw that as sort of like a commentary on the lack of affordable housing. 
yeah, to a certain extent, it was, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And and but it had to be that as to why they then go and stay at a this creepy old house. <laughs> mansion. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Not done through an estate agent, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, it did make sense from that from that point. And of view, it, yeah, and they they yeah. did it in a quite like hearted way as well. Yes, which exactly. Was, uh, which was quite exactly. Good. Yeah, I did like that. I did like that. Um, I also like the um, when the sort of Bill was packing her things up in her room and. She's sort of counting down for the TARDIS to materialise around it, and she sort of used the, um, the TARDIS as a furniture removal. And she said, "You should hire this. You should hire this out." Yeah, you know. Um, I like the postcode gag as well, which I thought was 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 quite nice. Um, but then you get that little conversation between between her and Bill because um, he, he sort of he first reveals that he's a Time Lord. Yes, and she goes on about, "Oh, you know, do you wear sort of hats and?" Big hats and robes, and he talks about no, just the the big collar sometimes. Um, there's, there's the thing about the bedroom. Did you go to sleep? And he said, "Let's let's we've you know, let's we've regenerated. We had a big lunch." And then he he sort of like he sort of stopped and had that sort of look on his face, sort of like, well, "Is this like a foreshadowing? Does he does he already know he's going to regenerate? Is he already regenerating? Because they they have said that the." His regeneration is going to be like no other regeneration. Yeah. So, who is knows? This, is this almost his version of Temps going off to see the world sort of thing? Well, he knows yeah. It's coming. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? It could be. But yeah, we've, we've got a whole series to wait to find out what happens there. Or maybe not. Who knows? Who knows, actually? But, perhaps, um... perhaps that's Susan in the vault. Perhaps the Watcher's in the vault. <laughs> so he knows he's there and he knows he's waiting. <laughs> are they going to get Sarah Sutton to do a... If that's the case, they're going to get Sarah Sutton to do a quick voiceover at the end. It, it was the Doctor all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's some other sort of... I'm mean, hoping this, this is just like a, a, a play on words, really. The whole uh, Bill calling the Doctor grandfather. Yeah, I, th- I think that's just been put. I think that was, and I think it was put in there as a sort of knowing nod, but without actually. I do hope so. Anything. I do hope so because I know I know what people are like. They sort of like that. That confirms it. That confirms that the the Bill is is Susan, and I just think there's like, nice little nods to the past. As long as it is that, as long as it's, it's not getting. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say it was going to work if it was Susan, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> no. hopefully, it won't come to that. No, and it just it, sort of it was just the thing when it was why would why would he be helping her move in? So she says, oh, "He's my grandfather." Yeah, and we've had the whole thing with him, hasn't it? The, the fact that he thinks he not doesn't look old. Yeah. Before you know. So yeah, because the thing about, about the same age as Clara, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he seems to have got a, this doctor saying a, a, a big sort of a big problems in deciphering people's ages because what was it? Um, oh, who was the the, the schoolgirl in Kill the Moon? I've forgotten the the, the character's name yeah. now. Yeah, I can't forget. Yeah. Um, but he's said, "Do you know how old she is? Well, about thirty-five. You know." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad they sort of continue that sort of um, the, the doctor's confusion on age as well. And it but, sort of um, came into this, didn't it? Was it? It took him. It took Bill to point out that if that was his daughter and it was seventy years ago, how comes he still? Yeah, exactly. So I made a note about that 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 sort of reveal at the end, sort of you know. But Bill works it out, um, and it was, and I just sort of like what the I can't what the doctor said to her now. Um, 
was it no fly was it just no flies on you or something like yeah. something like or oh, something like that but um yeah um yeah I, I mean, what i like about that um that thing where the doctor admits he's wrong or realizes that he's wrong and bill's figured it out if that had been tenant there would have been a big sort of like smack of the forehead and shouted yeah. oh, of course and it would have been yeah. it's just sort of Capaldi's doctor is very much well yep you're right and that's it that's the end of it yeah really and, that, and, that's what and, i love and, about him and the explanation as to why the Doctor didn't realise it is just he forgets that the short lifespan of... Of, of the human humans, race, exactly, yeah. yeah. Which would yeah. be, you know, wouldn't necessarily be the first thing you'd think of, oh, he, he wouldn't still be alive if it was only seven, if it was 70 years, because what's 70 mm. years, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what do you think of, um, sort of like, sort of going back on the Harry character, because have you heard about that, that cut line of dialogue? I want the fact that it was originally written that he was going to be the uh, relation to Harry Sullivan. Sullivan. Harry yeah. Sullivan's grandson. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was recorded but cut. Right. Um, now apparently the reason it was cut because they they thought the public wouldn't remember a companion of forty years ago. But we've already had Susan <laughs> referenced quite heavily so far this series, which is longer than forty years ago. Um, and I think it was. I think it was Martin from Bad Wolf, actually, um, who said, well, and I've forgotten about this, actually, that Harry Sullivan was name-checked in the Sarah Jane Adventures. Right. So if you do that in the Sarah Jane Adventures, why couldn't you name-check him in Doctor Who? And name-checking him wouldn't have actually have made any difference to the plot or to the character. It was a throw- could have been a throwaway Yeah, exactly. Line. Just a throwaway line. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean... I suppose from the point of view the the line was cut because the Doctor doesn't reference the fact at all that he's Harry Sullivan's grandson. Yeah. So I suppose it, from the point of view it would be mentioned and never mentioned again because it would have been mentioned and not, yeah. basically in front of the Doctor. For the and Doctor never mentioned... would, have, would have had to have reacted, wouldn't he? He couldn't have just ignored no, exactly. the fact that... Yeah. So that that would be more of a point is to is to the fact that the doctor would have just totally ignored it, rather yeah, than, um, and, and maybe had a different reaction when Harry was sort of swallowed up by the dryads. Yeah. So because it was again it was the typical twelfth doctor bit nonplussed sort of reaction yeah. really. It's, you know it's just happened. So um, yeah, I mean I, yeah, I mean I, I suppose that we know it's it was recorded. I think that's, that's probably what sort of. So slightly, slightly peeved us, us yeah. long-term fans, really. Isn't it? Yeah. So. No, no, yeah. To be honest, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered, but to have actually made sense of the Doctor's reaction would have taken too long. Yes, it would have done. So yeah, certainly, um, certainly. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. If they if they could have done it in a sort of throwaway line without the Doctor there at an earlier stage, maybe. It they could have, have got away just, with it just then. as a just as a throwaway yeah. line sort of thing. So, I mean, what did you think of the um, the, the 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 leads in this one, Capaldi and um, Pearl Mackey? Yeah, good, and it's actually the first time we've sort of seen them apart. Yes, it is actually, Which... isn't it? Oh, I suppose a little bit of that last week in Thin Ice wasn't there to a certain degree, but not but, not, yeah, to, to, but not, not to not this to, extent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. they they were sort of apart, almost off screen. Hmm. <clears throat> But back together, yeah, quite quickly. Whereas this really, they were having their own t- adventures 
separately yeah, from I mean, other I, characters. I like, yeah, I mean, I like the fact that sort of Bill was trying to sort of sort of put a barrier between her life in the TARDIS and her life in the real world. Yeah. As it were. Um, I know we've sort of done this a bit before with, um, especially with Clara. Actually, a lot of people didn't didn't like. So um, I'll be interested to see what people make of this. Actually, as far as Bill's concerned, she just has a few trips in the TARDIS and that's it. And she's trying to sort of make her... Make her own life out, isn't she? Now, make sort of, yeah. you know, sort of, you know, find find a place in the world. But in this, it it was you could understand it being it was it was a reasonable thing for her to do because obviously she's young, she's moving in with her student friends. Mm. How odd would it be for this older yeah. person to come along and basically invite himself in and stay with you? Yeah, it's not necessarily. What you do is it? I mean, it was the the sort of the the parents still interfering, wasn't it? Sort of. Thing. It was. That's yeah. how it. That's how it came. Not that she wanted to keep. She didn't want to. Uh, the life in the TARDIS to to bleed into her life outside. Just the basic the fact that she didn't want this old man hanging around with her when she was trying to impress her young new friends. <laughs> She's got a point. <laughs> yeah, we've all we've all been there, haven't we? So. Um, I mean, there's a couple of months. And no this... doubt you'll go through that with your children soon. I, I probably will, indeed. Indeed, it's probably happening right now, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, the oh, there's a couple of moments in this where, where uh, Capaldi made me um, laugh as well. Is when he when he um, borrows uh, Bill's um, phone to play some music to just sort of just sort of just to, to, to hang out with Felicity and uh, was it Harry, wasn't it? Yeah, and. He sort of puts on Little Mix. He says, oh, "I love Little Mix," and and Felicity, you know who they are. And he said, "Do I know who they are?" And he sort of turns around. He's quickly trying to scan through who it is on Bill's phone. Yeah, and, it's, and I just love the look on his face as he's doing that. As well, it's that little. It's not to camera either. It's just he's just walking out, out of shot as he does it. And I thought it was a great little bit of comedy acting. Um, that, that, yeah, and the fact, oh, it's just Spotify. It's just random. Oh, yeah, no, you've got a playlist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And the other bit that made me laugh as well was when um, he's locked in the kitchen with Harry, and Harry says, "I'm scared," and the, the composer says, "Well, don't be. Well, why? It doesn't help." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was a couple yeah, of moments I really, like, I really... There's, there's that sort of thing where you're used to the doctor would come out with some really good reason that you know I'm, I'm here to protect you, or we can beat the you know. Yeah, sort of be, be, being scared is a superpower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't know it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> There was a couple of those two months. I did sort of quite laugh out loud um, this week to that, um, and, I, and I quite liked in the comedy part. Of this, I quite liked um, was it Paul's reaction to um, when he was trying to hit on Bill, and it was she said, "Yeah, for girls," and it was just yeah. like the, the almost like a relief. But oh, that's okay. We can live together now because it's not my fault if I can't pull you, sort of thing. Yeah, well, he, he just sort of like, he just sort of he just went, "Oh wow, I didn't stand a chance." Yeah. Amazing, and that was it. <laughs> it's almost as if he felt he was sort of under pressure now. Like, oh, you know, I've just moved into a house full of with girls and that. I've got to. Yeah, exactly. Sort of like, oh, thank God for that. I could just relax. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, did that. Did there was there was some good laugh out loud moments in this um, this episode actually. Um, what what about the horror aspect? Now we we talked about the lighting and everything. Now that we had the the whole thing is that the sound effects in this as well. Um, now, quick before I go into sound effect, I thought the Pavel 
half in and half out of the wall. That was really good makeup. Yeah. I really I thought that looked really, really effective, especially when you sort of blinking as well with the whole thing about the um the music was stopping him from being swallowed completely, it was interfering with the signal. Yeah, um, I thought I thought yeah, I thought that was actually really good and just the creepy way that the landlord just comes in and it's all matter of fact. Yeah, I mean the the, the whole who thought operating a tuning fork could be quite so creepy. Yeah, because at the time you didn't know what he was doing. He was just sort of randomly tapping the wall and with his tuning fork, he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Um, but what about? I mean, you, I listened to the binaural version on the iPlayer um, afterwards, which you haven't had a chance to do yet, have you? I listened to bits of it, just to, right because I didn't have enough okay. time to to listen to it all. So I just thought I just thought I'd listen to little. I listened to about the first. I think twenty minutes, and then I sort of skipped to the end. Yeah, and listened to a bit of that as well. Okay, yeah. I must admit, for me, it didn't add a lot. If I'm honest, there was a couple of moments where it, it did. It it was really effective. Um, I think the the most effective one was after Paul had been killed in his room, and uh, Shireen and Bill were standing outside. And the knocking started from various places in the house, like the like the double knock, um, and it did sound like it was coming from sort of behind you, left, right, ahead of you, above you, below you. You know, it, that really did work. Yeah. But the rest of it didn't seem to do much for. Me. I, I was I was looking forward to the whole <clears throat> the insects um, uh, uh, effects creeping around the house. I suspect it's sort of coming all around me. I, no, well, I, I really want to see how that that came out, and it yeah. didn't have much of an effect for me. I'm I'm, I'm sorry to say. Um, I, t- I did wonder, listening, watching, listening, and listening to that bit was the fact that when he eats <clears> the was it prawn cracker? Yes. Just the sound of that in that you really do get the the whole of that's interrupted everything. That perhaps it wasn't quite so much in the normal sound of what just watching it when he was listening to it through there it's just the fact that yeah. he'd really cut through the him biting into that and crunching that and then yeah. slowly trying to eat it without crunching anymore <laughs> and making it worse yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there was there yeah, I, I did well, like that working bit. expression and i think that really actually that did work with the but then i've been the problem is i don't often watch doctor who wearing headphones no so i don't actually no i'm not necessarily comparing <clears throat> to, to, to probably to have given it a fair test, I probably needed to watch it normal the normal version with headphones on, mm. and then that version with headphones we on have, to see, yes. to see yeah. how much of a difference it made compared to just watching having watched the telly with the usual sounds around you, yeah. just coming out of speakers and not really uh, that. Focused on the sounds yes. as you would do as you are with headphones on generally. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I understand what you're talking about there. Actually, yeah, it, it's you got something to compare it to, haven't you? Really, because yeah, and it, <laughs> and this is about as nerdy as we're, we're. This is even getting nerdy for us, isn't it? Really, <laughs> he's now really. I think I think we should <laughs> stop this nerd, nerdiness right now. Actually, um, so obviously we we discussed and I actually before I move on, sort of I thought the makeup effects for um, Eliza. Uh, was well realised as well because I'm assuming that was a practical effect as well, and it was an actual like makeup. And I thought it did look really, uh, really, really good. Yeah, actually. Um, 
So um, well, well done to the makeup team again. Um, however, the vault. We get another scene at the vault at the end, and the the, the sole appearance of Nardole again. Um, what did you think of that? Because we now we've we've had the vault open now. I, I, I don't know if to mention this or not. I'm going to anyway. It's it's a slight spoiler, but um, Peter, uh, not Peter Potty, Um Stephen Moffat has already said we're not going to have to wait until the end of the series to find out what's in the vault. No. So it's going to be about midway in the series for, for um, when we find out who's in there or what's in there. Um, Could to be honest, because I, I must admit, actually, I saw. I don't know who said it. Somebody said it. Um, I saw afterwards, and they said. Actually, perhaps we could have had a bit more character development of the friends and yeah. what was going on had we not had to have the vault, the five minutes of the vault bit at the end. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Did, did do we really need it every week at the end? Yeah, it's almost like just to remind you it's still there and what the doctor's yeah. there to do. Um, we haven't forgotten. Yeah. You know, <laughs> everyone's talking about it. You don't, you know, you don't have to show it every week. Um, so you're not actually I mean, giving any more clues away, really, are you? Unless they are very big clues that we just don't realise at the moment. Well, the whole the thing you've got, the, the, you've got the piece of clout, you've got the Beethoven's, was it, Fur Elise yeah. being played. And then um, the, the doctor's trying to say, you know, come on, I'm, I'm hungry. We're both, we're both trapped here. Let's have dinner together. Um and he's got another story to tell you about, like a haunted house and 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 in, creepy insects, and it's just not interesting. And he, then he says, "Oh, and a lot of young people get eaten," and it starts playing "Pop Goes the Weasel," a very very sort of comical, yeah, uh, thing. So everyone's saying, "Is it Missy? Is it the Master?" It does seem to be a Missy-like reaction, yes, to 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 that revelation that some young people have been <laughs> have been eaten. Yeah. So. Is it going to be that obvious, do you think? I'd like to think not. You would. Um, but then you don't know whether it is just a, almost a double bluff in the fact that it is because it's that obvious. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I'm going with your theory, it's the Watcher. <laughs> that's who's in <laughs> that, there. That's my favourite one now. <laughs> exactly. we're, we're calling it, folks. It's the Watcher with a, with a voiceover from Sarah Sutton <laughs> when he's revealed. <laughs> Oh dear! Right. Well, um, well, that that's basically what we thought. What did you, the listeners, think about this? Because we we do have some feedback again. So thanks everybody for, for those of you who wrote in. It's very much appreciated. And we got some yet again. We got some Twitter um, and Facebook feedback as well. So uh, first up, let's go for the Twitter feedback. Um, first up is Simon J. Um, he says David Suchet was a great guest star. Creepy, great sparring with Capaldi, and with a generally scary reveal on Monster. Nice emotional moral. Okay, thanks, Simon. Um, next one we have Harry Steve Twenty. Um, he says that hap- that's what happens if you drink Cuprinol. Uh, wonderfully creepy. Great guest spot by David Suchet. A child in a pensioner's body. Bates Motel. Um, I can see what he's talking about. Very almost Norman Batesy there, isn't it? Really. Um, our bait, no one. Right. So very short and succinct. Superb at both a macro and micro level. Um, Suki Kark, hi Suki. Um, says a good solid episode. Lots of a lot of plot holes though. David Suchet was great, going from creepy man to blubbering child, 7 out of 10. Um, I, I, I think I sort of agree about the plot hole thing. I think that the, the whole thing with the insects wasn't really explained, which we've already discussed. I, I, I sort of, if that's what you're talking about, Suki, I, I agree with that, certainly. 
certainly. Um, next up, um, Facebook feedback. Jeff Waddell. Hi, Jeff. Um, he says, Suchet was really good, but it wasn't for me. Seen it all before. Least best episode of the run for me. Not poor, just average. I don't understand why they turned the girl, the girl to wood, or what was the reason for killing herself? Were they nanobots again? Um, yeah, I think we had the similar sort of queries on that, didn't we? Yeah. The, the lot of, why did this happen? Yeah, yeah the you interesting know. thing is, I mean, yeah, as to why they turn her to wood. I mean, whether wood is their medium, obviously. Well, obviously. Actually, the one thing I don't quite understand is why did the whole house collapse? Because she decided to be eaten by the insects as well. I mean, my thoughts on that were that the insects were removing them, either died themselves because they had nothing to. They're their whole. See, I wasn't quite sure on this as to whether the insects she, she were. She was their whole reason for living, or the... yeah. Again, was was it a real symbiotic relationship? I mean, were you know, because there's a suggestion that oh, because the the house is, they're in the the house, they're eating people, that they're evil. They might not be. It may mm. be that you know. That's the o- the only way they could help her was to take the energy from the people they ate. Yeah, and that's and they weren't you know evil. But then when, once she was gone, there was no reason for them to be there. And as they left, because they were so incorporated into the house, mm. as they left or died, then the house would collapse because they was the thing keeping the house standing. As much mm. as they was the thing keeping her alive. Yeah, was, uh, in in a way, keeping the house alive. House stand, yeah, yeah, yeah. There the, the was symb- the symbiosis with the house as well, but it seems so. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so anyway, th- thanks for that, uh, Jeff. Uh, Gareth Lloyd uh, writes in. It's a good, solid episode. Capaldi is so much better when he's not grumpy. Um, I don't mind grumpy Capaldi, but I do agree with that. Actually, he's been a lot of fun this series so far. Yeah, I mean, oh, what, what what's the best bit is when you get the the. The, the switch between, yes, because he can do it so quickly in the middle of a sentence mm. that it just takes you by surprise and works so well. Whereas yeah. when he's grumpy all the time, you sort of just get into a rhythm with it. Yeah, but the fact of when he's yeah when he's when he when he gets between happy and grumpy and you're not quite sure which way he's going to react to anything <laughs> <laughs> keeps you on your toes a bit more, doesn't yeah. it? It certainly does. Okay, so thanks for that, Gareth. Um, next up, Kieran Hyman uh, writes in, more about the atmosphere than the plot, I think. Um, on second watch, I started to question why and how, mainly about how the bugs work, uh, as, as did we, Kieran. Um, great episode, though. Suchet's performance was brilliant. How, however, I don't know if you've tried the enhanced audio version, but it made little difference to me. Um, I would agree with it. It made little difference to me as well. Um, and that's probably the same for you as well, actually, Paul, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, Kieran. Um, lastly, Ian Thomas McLean uh, says, probably would have been better if we knew Bill's friends more and more Suchet could have been great. But overall, it was such a great, fresh, crazy idea, like something from early Big Finish. Um, I wish they stopped adding the vault stuff as, as the past few stories would have been great with a little more fleshing out. Um, that's exactly what we just said. Because you, yeah. you haven't that, read that any... May, that may have been the reviewed person I'd read, actually. Yeah. Um... Because yeah, you, you, only, you only get to see the Facebook um, feedback. You don't see the Twitter feedback, do you? So, no. Um, no. So, yeah, maybe that's where you got it from. Um, yeah, I must have, I haven't heard a lot of early Big Finish, so I can't really make that that comparison, 
actually. But um, but yeah, he says the same things. It would have been better if we had got to know Bill's friends a bit more, maybe in a previous episode, um, as we said earlier. Um, and yeah, and the vault stuff, yeah, as we said, does it have to be every end of every single episode? Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We shall see. Because yeah. it looks like uh, next week's episode, um, Oxygen, it looks like the it's the the three of them in the TARDIS and Ardell's going on the trip. Yes. It seems. And it appears to be zombies in space. Hmm. Hmm. Another sci-fi horror aspect again, it seems. That's fine with me. Yes, same here. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Now, because it is Eurovision next week, um, Doctor actually starts five minutes earlier. For those of you who haven't really uh, realised in, in, in the UK, it starts at 7.15, not 7.20. Isn't it nice that we're this far into the series and this is the first time it's been moved and then it's only by five minutes? Five minutes, exactly. As opposed to the jumping around all over the place. Yeah, like, like an hour on. before, an hour after, and yeah. They least they try to be a bit more consistent with it. Yeah. So, And I think that, that kind of bears up more with, with the more consistent audience figures Yeah. as well. People just get into a rhythm watching it. I mean, if, if you, yeah, for terms of viewing figures, people can. I mean, obviously, we're st- you're still getting into the stage of lots of people now don't watch it yeah. as it goes out. But yeah, I think um, that, I think it's, it's it's certainly having the, the right effect. Put it that way, it certainly has the right effect. I, I was I was actually about ten minutes behind with my watching of it. Oh, were you? Yeah, because I hadn't uh, started my dinner. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have finished eating my dinner in time and it being a one on insects and bugs and that, I thought I don't really want to <laughs> sitting there trying to eat while there's maybe stuff going on like that. So you, I, you I, placed, I took, I took the view that fo- I was... <laughs> so you place food above Doctor Who? <laughs> Those people will know me that comes as no surprise. <laughs> oh dear. Well on that note, I think we should end this episode, shall we? Yes. Yes. Okay, everyone. So we'll be back uh, next week with our review of Oxygen. So until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.